some jazz. Five songs, five stories, four artists today. I'm going to play two tracks from one artist. Well, a collaboration of artists, actually. But we'll get to that a little bit later. It's a gorgeous Sunday morning. Gorgeous in the fact that I'm alive and awake and sitting here behind the console recording music and commentary for you lovely people. It is cold and rainy in the nation's capital of Ottawa, Canada today, but that's okay. Even a cold, rainy day is better than no day, right? It means we're still alive, and we can still feel. And that's a good thing. So this is uh, Songs and Stories Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 50. Hitting a bit of a milestone here. 50 shows. This will be 50 plus hours of jazz. 5 times 5 is 25, so that's 250 songs for you to listen to. I'm going to start things off with a brand new release. Uh, this was released on October 1st. This is the uh, Bill Charlap Trio from their uh, recent album, released, as I said, October 1st, Street of Dreams, with their interpretation of the classic The Duke.
Released digitally this past week on October 1st, the album Street of Dreams, due to be released in physical format, both compact disc and vinyl versions, November 12th and December 10th, respectively. That, of course, is their interpretation of the Dave Brubeck classic, Dave Brubeck, Paul Desmond classic, I should say, because they did write that song together, dedicated to Duke Ellington, as they were absolutely influenced by the Duke. Of course, you'll recall that uh, Stevie Wonder, who was very much influenced by the Duke, wrote the classic song Sir Duke, about Duke Ellington, the master. The man who introduced uh, a large part of the 1940s and 50s to jazz, the way it was meant to be played. Bill Charlap Trio. Now, the trio consists of uh, bassist Peter Washington and drummer Kenny Washington. Now, they are not related, but it should be noted that uh, Kenny Washington, the drummer, his brother Reggie Washington, is also a bass player. So, some coincidences there, huh? Of course, Bill Charlap, married to uh, the great Rene Rosnes, the lovely Canadian jazz pianist who has been on the scene for a number of years and is absolutely influential. The album, like I said, will be released in physical format, in vinyl, on vinyl, in vinyl, on December 10th. So if you're looking to pick up a new platter for your turntable, I would recommend this record. Though thus far, it's um, pretty spectacular. The great Bill Charlap. As you know, uh, Bill was originally, um, he hails from uh, New York City, and he uh, started playing piano at the age of three. He studied classical music, but he turned to jazz. I think probably because, and this is merely speculation on my part, jazz is a, a lot more of a free-form style of music where there's a lot more abilities for you to take uh, certain liberties, whereas with classical it's very strict structure-wise. Nevertheless, he can still play the classical, but prefers to play the blues. Now this album represents his return to Blue Note Records, as he had left some time ago, and is back with them once again. So I look forward to this release. He was with Impulse Records for a few years, and um, prior to that he was with Ghostlight. I think he left Blue Note sometime around 2010, but uh, he has returned to record with them once again. Okay, so let's change things up just a little bit, shall we? I'm going to go along with um, American trumpet player, multi-instrumentalist, and Grammy Award winner, originally from New Orleans and Louisiana, Mr. Nicholas Payton. He's... uh, Quite the interesting individual. At the age of 48, he's, uh, well, he's written, he's taught, he's um, commented, he's <laughs> he's been a very vocal individual. Um, he's written on a number of subjects, music, race, politics, and life in America. He's uh, quite, the, quite the bon vivant, as one would say. So, without any further ado... This is from his new release. This is Hanging In and Jivin' from Mr. Nicholas Payton.
Nicholas Payton. Joined, of course, by Ron Carter, Kareem Riggins, and George Coleman for his original composition, Hanging In and Jivin. Now, that record um, is due to be released on October 29th in a physical format, both compact disc and vinyl. So you can uh, search that out at your local record store in the very near future. I would suggest uh, going out and making that purchase because from what I've heard of this record thus far, it's absolutely worth it. Of course, um, Nicholas Payton is relatively young. He's only 48 years of age, but he absolutely fell in love with the um, uh, the record from Miles Davis that convinced him that music was what he needed to pursue. It was the uh, Miles Davis 1966 album, Four and More, uh, captured in, I guess it was 1964, when it was recorded at the, the Lincoln Center's Philharmonic Hall. Uh, to Nicholas Payton, it, it sort of provided a template for, for what music could and should be. Uh, I mean, he's uh, long been established as a very important member of the jazz community. In the forthcoming album, Smoke Sessions, from the Smoke Sessions record, as I stated earlier, will be released on October 29th, 2021. All original compositions on this record. And of course, Ron Carter, the man that um, Nicholas Payton has wanted to record with for many, many years, he finally had that opportunity to do so on this record. I've been quite impressed with it thus far, and I think I think it would be uh, behoove you to go out and make the purchase. Now, Mr. Payton first took up the trumpet at the age of four, and by the age of nine, he was sitting in with the young tuxedo brass band. Alongside his father, he began his professional career at the tender age of ten as a member of the James Andrews All-Star Brass. He was given his first steady gig by guitarist Danny Barker, the famous door on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. He enrolled at the uh, New Orleans Center for Creative Arts and then, of course, at the University of New Orleans. Man has been around since, like I said, 1973 is when he first, uh, well, when he was born, and uh, by 1983 was a professional touring paid musician, the tender age of 10. What astonishing. Prodigy, to say the least, is uh, absolutely what he is. Well, he's been recording since 1990. His very first um, album as a... Um, a leader was recorded in 1995, but he was on several other recordings at, uh, in the early 90s, from 1990 onwards. <coughs> he had, re- he had uh, toured with uh, Marcus Roberts and Elvin Jones in the early 90s, and then signed his very first recording contract with Verve Records in 1995. He later on went on to sign with uh, Warner Brothers Records in uh, 2003. He'd been founding member of the SF Jazz Collective. And uh, in 2008, he joined Blue Note 7, a septet formed in the honor of the 70th anniversary of Blue Note Records. The man is, uh, like I said, quite prolific as, a, as an artist, a writer, and a musician. Mr. Nicholas Payton. And as I said, the album will be out, released in a physical format, on the 29th of October, 2021. So you're getting to hear some of the first uh, releases from that record, courtesy of yours truly. <laughs> okay, so 
I'm going to change things ever so slightly here, and we're going to move it along to um, the great, the magnificent, Mr. Jerry Bergonzi, tenor saxophonist, composer, and educator. And he received his Bachelor of Arts in Music Education from the University of Massachusetts, Lowell, in 1971. And he's the founder of Not Fat Records, so, you know, 50-plus years that he's been recording. He's recorded with Blue Note, Red, Not Fat, Concord, Atlantic, labeled Blue, Anjou, Columbia. Basically a who's who of the jazz recording um, record labels, I should say. <laughs> a who's who of jazz record labels. Quite the individual. And um, well, this recording you're about to hear... Um, he originally released in 1991. This, of course, is a, a reinterpretation of the classic from 1991. Thirty years later, re-recording the same song with a different set of eyes and ears because a lot transpires in that time period. Now, Jerry Bergoni is uh, both a um, jazz tenor saxophone, a pianist, and a bassist, so a multi-instrumentalist. A professional level penis and bass guitarist, I should say. And he's, oh my goodness gracious, he must be featured on somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 recordings. He's also, as I said, a teacher. He is uh, quite the talented individual, and he's received the National Endowment for the Arts grant three times. So the man is very influential. And, well, let's face it, when you... Uh, when you've been around since, well, 1947, he is 37, uh, 73, sorry. <laughs> My dyslexia, sometimes I reverse numbers. Been on the scene for 50, 51 years, I guess, when he first started, um, first started to play in the 70s, in 1970, so 51st anniversary. Quite the, quite the uh, long and storied career for Mr. Jerry Bergonzi. This is his reinterpretation of his own composition, Tilt from the recently released album Now and Then. Thank <laughs> you. 
reinterpretation of his own track, originally recorded in 1991. That, of course, is Tilt from his album, Now and Then, which was released, as far as I can tell, just this past Friday. So, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, because, man, I was just sitting in my chair swinging along to it. It's nice to hear an artist reinterpret their own composition from time to time. I particularly like the uh, improvisational bass line in there towards the end of the track. Rather unique. Of course, Jerry Bergonzi is a rather unique individual who plays all the instruments on that record. Okay. So now, I'm going to give you some more new jazz. This is, um, well, uh, this is the United East Jazz Quintet which is made up of a... Bear with me while I try and pronounce their names correctly. Yuto Kanazawa, Young, Myung-Sip Shin. I hope I said that correctly. Um, I'm sure I didn't, because <laughs> I can be quite terrible at times. Um, and, and, and the um, final musician is Kim, Kim Yu... Kyuimin Shim. Boy, I hope I got that right. I'm sure I didn't. The United East Jazz Quintet, um, made up mostly of musicians from, uh, well, the Boston and New York area, but uh, they're Korean and Japanese musicians. So if you're not familiar with their music, this may be an introduction for you. Uh, this this is uh, released, hmm, I think, just this past Friday as well. This composition is titled Desert Front. Please enjoy this. I hope you will. Thank you. 
2007, where he attended Berklee College of Music. 2013, he released his first album, Earthwards. Now, the track you just heard, Desert Front, was originally recorded in 2014. The version we just heard was re-recorded recently, but I don't have the actual release date upon that. Sadly, not a lot of information is available about the band members. Of course, I do have some info about Yuto, because he's the biggest member of the band, well-known throughout the um, jazz circles as a prolific guitar player. He's also worked with, and hold your breath for this one, Spanish bagpipe player Carlos Casado. Yes, Spanish bagpipe player. I recently, in my searching for new artists and new music to feature on this show, came across a young woman uh, from uh, Kolkata, I believe it was Kolkata, India, uh, who is a uh, master bagpipe player. Not often you meet Indian bagpipers, but yet, there you are. If you like the music, you find a way to make it work for you, right? So Utah, Yuto, as I said, originally born in Tokyo, but grew up in Fukushima and moved to the States in 2007, largely based out of the Boston area. And uh, as the other members of the band, the United East Jazz Quintet, are uh, based in Boston and New York, they get together periodically to write and record. He's also been a member of the band Micro Corgi, which, strange name, right? Corgis are quite micro to begin with, so a micro corgi would be... Would, would that be a pocket dog, I suppose? I don't know. You took Kanazawa. Now, because I said earlier I was going to feature one artist twice, I'm about to do just that. Um, this is a, a recent release. I think it was just released last week from Yuto, along with Andrew McGowan... Uh, Andrew McCowan... McGowan, my apologies, and the Woodsiders Collective. Spit it out, Paul. People want to hear the <laughs> hear the music. This is Kaiman. Kaiman? Kaiman? From Yuto Kanazawa, Andrew McGowan, and the Woodsiders Collective. Enjoy this. Mm-hmm. 
Kurosawa, Andrew McGowan, The Woodsiders Collective. How's that for some spectacular jazz for you on a rainy Sunday? I, uh, I quite enjoyed that piece. That's uh, their most recent release. It was released on uh, September 29th of this year and has peaked out at the, on the uh, new, new jazz charts on Spotify at number one. Quite a wonderful composition. Wherever you are in this world, I hope that uh, the weather is certainly more pleasant than it is here in the nation's capital. It's cold and rainy today, although it will reach a high of 21, so it will be quite nice out later in the day, but to start the morning off, it's uh, crawl under a blanket with a book, a cup of coffee, or tea, whichever you prefer, and sit back and listen to the wonderful jazz that I have for you. I think it's a perfect day for that. And again, it's almost always a perfect day for jazz, isn't it? It's just the type of music that can get into your heart and soul and mind and help to bring you to a relaxed state of well-being. Which, really, don't we all want that? I know I certainly do. So, wherever you are in this world today, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. We are at the end of it. Five songs, five stories four artists this time, four main artists, that is. Sometimes I like to do that. Today is one of those days. So wherever you are, I hope that you're healthy and happy and comfortable and very content with the world, because it can be a confusing place sometimes, and, well, let's face it, the last 18 months plus have been very confusing for everyone involved. Until we meet again, my friends. Please take care of yourselves, enjoy the jazz, and I'll talk to you very soon. Take care for now. Bye.